This is the Dorkside News Network, and this just in. What's up, guys? Dorkside News Network, this just in. I'm going to do the intros right this time. I'm actually James. This is Frankie. And this is really Richard. Yes. I say actually, James, because if you listen to the last episode, I introduced everybody out of order, and people <laughs> didn't know who I was. And totally on purpose. Yeah. I meant to do it. So, if you're uh, not familiar with the show, we talk about dork stuff, and we usually start with, most of the time, it's always just the news. So, so dork and news? Yeah. Dork side news? Yeah. I don't know where the side comes from, but it's just dork news. We have cookies. Okay, that's right. Mm, we do. So... Uh, news. Let's let's just get into it. So there's a rumor, and not rumor now. He's actually been slated. Michael B. Jordan is coming back for Black Panther two, and a lot of people are confused. I fucking knew it. <laughs> I think everybody knew that that was going to be a thing that happened. I was. I don't remember how he died. He got he, he got stabbed right by the train. He got stabbed by Black Panther. He kind of just yeah. And then he, he like Black Panther goes, "Oh hey, uh, I can get you healed. We can you know, and you can rise with me. We can be kings together. Like you know, we can." Yeah. yeah. And he was like, "Nah, man." Yeah, and he was just like, "Throw me into the ocean." Yeah, he was just like, "Peace." And so and threw him off the side of the cliff. Yeah, he literally just threw him in the ocean. They should have known better. <laughs> yeah. Anytime Except someone he goes, wanted to die. Yeah. But I'm also thinking, we all know that T'Challa now has access to the astral realm, I guess is what you want to call it, because that's where he saw, well, his, he yeah. saw his father there. We saw, we saw that scene. Yeah, we he know went, he can go He there. went there again. He, or, he basically forced himself to go. Yeah. So we're, we're thinking that it'll probably be Killmonger in the astral realm telling him stuff like, hey, you should probably not be a dumbass or something. I, don't, I could see it. A Killmonger being an actual good person and giving him device. Oh no, I don't mean realm. him being not a good, a good person. I'm saying, dude, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I, I I think it's very interesting the idea that um, maybe he possesses someone. Hmm, that's not something I could. So maybe Doctor Strange is now part of like and uh, the and Black Panther. Mm-hmm. There's so much connections that that could actually yeah. be something. You know. Okay. Maybe the you know, maybe okay. the snap fucked up and it, like it reverts and all of a sudden Killmonger's he, back. He was good. <laughs> I mean, he was one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah, to be yeah, fair, really, he I beat the shit it. out of Black Panther the first time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. So yeah, we're we're curious. We're, we're excited to see what what comes up with that. Um, I mean, I, mean, I, I just I, love Michael B. Jordan. I, I was just gonna say I love Michael B. Jordan and anything he's done. Yeah, I just he's he's a great guy. He's really fantastic for. Even Fantastic Four, even it's I'll not slap it, you. It wasn't. It wasn't slap you. It wasn't that he was bad. It was that the movie was bad. <laughs> but he was the wrong cast. That it, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess. And, I mean, and again, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not like. It's not that I'm uh, racist or or um, like I am a hardcore critic or anything. It, I, I don't know what the point is that a character when it's described as being something for so long. Uh, and that's what you know it as. You're change- a goddamn racist, Frankie. <laughs> Changing, you but mother, but you, it's just like the character. You want you want people to understand what character you're going for, and I think that like the same thing was said when. Are you saying that he's a different person because he was black? I think so. I think it would have been better if they would have created. Um, 
a different storyline because they basically did create a different storyline. They, they did. Um, they even wanted to, on top of that, real quick before, they even wanted to make Doctor Doom a woman in that same movie. Yeah, they, and then, I, I remember that. And then voted against it. I, I don't know if that That's would. Remember. Like, it would have been very interesting to have Doctor Doom be his mom, who was a sorceress. <laughs> I would have been up for that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Because then when she dies, her son could have rose. Totally. I would have been up for that. And I personally would have been totally up for this idea that either he was miscast or his sister was miscast. Because there's no reason to have him suddenly be adopted. And make the whole family black. Yeah. Like because it introduces this yeah, extra. Yeah, no, I agree. Right? Like I think that that makes much more sense, and I would have. I want to see that. I I I think that would be great. Like that. Well, that was one of my things that made me like uh, upset with the movie that it was like adopted and like they just blatantly like worked in that. I was like, why didn't you just go all the way when you first had knowledge he was going to be chosen yeah. and get an actor that was also african-american and you know that's great because now they're getting more jobs more recognition in films um to have them be the same thing it's just like characters that grew up together um and then to show like that it does it does seem like that becomes the punchline because it literally was a punchline in thor it was like he's my brother and he's like he killed 700 people he's adopted what i mean like they're so close and in the comics, they're so close, like they they have a true brother sister yeah. bond. But once they're adopted, it gets weird to have that close of a bond. Don't they know that one of the like number one search things on Pornhub is like sis, uh, stepsister <laughs> porn? Like, yeah. He's just standing in the room staring at her while she's asleep. Like, it we're gonna weird. be we're gonna be real close soon. <laughs> you don't want that whole adopted thing going on in there. Just just yeah. keep the way it was. Yeah. Which is not white. It's it's just a close family, not adopted. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the next thing, um, I think, I think Rich might be super excited about this one. So good old Nick Cage is coming back. I love Nick Cage. I actually. love me some Nick Cage, and he's coming back in a new Lovecraft movie called Color Out of Space. And I know very little about the, well, movie book anything about it, but I know Rich knows some stuff. Yeah. So this meteorite crashes now. You got to keep in mind, these stories are written like 1927, yeah. and they're paid by the word at that time. So they wrote very, they, actually, they spoke like us for yeah. the most part back then. But the way they wrote made it sound like everybody was just this great poet <laughs> because they would just use such long floral, uh, floral language. At any rate, this meteorite crashes from, uh, from the sky, and it has colors that they they've never seen before and basically kind of makes people insane just to see them because um hp lovecraft he didn't really understand the concept of colors outside of the visible spectrum but that's what they kind of were supposed to be so it's the color out of space a color that doesn't exist on this planet and the meteorite crashes and then it starts terraforming the planet and while it does it drives all the humans insane it it either kills or or mutates all the animals and the trees and um this is you know 1930s and uh, a detective comes to investigate what's going on like why 
uh, why can nobody go to these farms? And um, yeah, that's, I mean, I'm sure he's going to go insane seeing all these weird, mutated, crazy people and stuff. Now, keep in mind, that was literally all off the top of Rich's head. This is uh, Rich loves Lovecraft. Stuff. I do love. Yeah. I wanted to read the actual plot summary, <clears throat> the actual one, not what, the one what, I made up. Yeah. And let's, let's see how close it is. <laughs> all right. A story of cosmic terror about the gardeners, a family who moves to a remote farmstead in rural New England to escape the hustle of the 21st century. They are oh, busy- they modernized it. Yeah. It looks like they did. Okay. Yeah. They are busy adapting to their new life when a meteorite crashes in their front yard. The mysterious aerolite seems to melt into the earth, infecting both the land and the properties of space-time with a strange, otherworldly color. To their horror, the Gardner family discover that this alien force is gradually mutating every life form that it touches, including them. So it's pretty spot on for what you just said, I okay, think. Yeah. Just, I mean, yeah, because I didn't know they were going to modernize yeah. it. Yeah, so. I mean, this, thing, this movie sounds interesting. I didn't know anything about Lovecraft at all, anything about anything related to it until I met Rich. And then he was like, you like this Lovecraft stuff. And now I'm fucking into it. I love all of it. Yeah. And it's just when you're walking up to these people and you're like Cthulhu and Neralotep and they're like, what did, did you just curse at me? Like, what did you just say? And you're like, those are the old gods. Like, <laughs> people, it's just, it's fun. I like it. And then they're always, there's always a detective in most of them. Yeah, yeah, he was big on and detectives because it's it's this outsider who has a reason to get involved. Yep. So uh, it doesn't always have to be a detective, but most of the time it is. He actually has some stories about Houdini, oh. and Houdini has wow. like this great adventure. Like he goes deep into the earths where there's like cultists worshiping uh, a monster and stuff. So he has some really weird stuff out there. So I'd like to point out real quick, um, since we forgot to do our housekeeping real quick, if you are listening and you'd like it, um, help us out on Patreon. We have a Patreon. Go to Dorkside Cookie on Patreon and, and just find us there. Um, I also wanted to uh, point out that with the housekeeping, I'm usually the one that cultivates the news and then we just talk about it. This is very important because I don't think Frankie saw this next news bit and I don't think he quite re- realizes who the actor is until I give him some... His mind's about to be oh, blown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Nicholas Holt is coming back for the new J.R.R. Tolkien biopic, meaning a biography about J.R.R. Tolkien and his life. Nicholas Holt is a very famous actor that I can tell just by you looking at me, you're going, I don't know who that was. You remember Warm Bodies? Yeah, (laughs) there it goes. (laughs) That dude was awesome. (laughs) He's going to be J.R.R. Tolkien. What? That's just that. Um, I think it's going to be good, and this is obviously it's going to be you know involving a lot of his younger life, not just when he was writing Lord of the Rings and yeah, he was in the in the Great War. Yeah, he was he did some shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was a journalist. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm, maybe we'll learn about where he got a lot of his inspiration for characters or whatever, like throughout his. I don't know. I think his inspiration came from if he's being a journalist and he's waiting for stuff to happen, he was looking at a tree and be like, I could make a story about this tree. I'm going to make a story about this tree. What, <laughs> you know, what, what makes me a little bit sad is, and I don't know if this is true, but and we'll, I guess we'll see in the biography. I, right. I, I want to find out. Um, a lot of Lord of the Rings apparently was religiously inspired. Hmm. But I don't know if that's true or not. And I don't know if just like Christians like, like retconned the whole story to say like elves are are really angels and gandalf was actually like an archangel and the five archangels from across the sea is actually like heaven and all this stuff and i'm like please make it not so well then that would mean gandalf would be saint peter right 
because I don't know if he was you shall not pass. But yes, I mean that's. <laughs> I mean, I feel like um, these are the same people that like take Matrix, which is a great movie in the first one yeah <laughs> again we have differing opinions i love the third one but i think i'm one of two people in the entire world that actually loved it so if if you're one of them comment <laughs> um but uh then they turn it and they make it totally like a christian thing and i'm like you know to me it wasn't really a christian thing and um the brothers brother and sister i guess now are uh i think or is it a sister and sister i don't know yeah, I don't whatever know. they are now um they uh, they're more Buddhist. I'm Buddhist. So I, I hope that it was more Buddhist. <laughs> I feel like that they used some references just for a storyline. I don't know if it was intended to be religious. People are like, yeah, but he came, he, you know, he died for everybody. I'm like, yeah, yeah died but, for everybody. He was blind. But and now you mean see. that's, that's the Gilgamesh story. <laughs> Babylonians is way older than Christianity. Yeah. Come on guys. And then, uh, the last, well, I, I guess, okay. So I, I have another bit of news that I put on our streaming side of things, but I don't, it got a little confusing, and we'll talk about that in a second. Let me finish this last one real quick. Anthony Daniels, who plays C-3PO, he's, well, not, yeah, he plays C-3PO, just tweeted out a couple of days ago his final goodbye. Apparently, C-3PO and R2-D2 are done in the Star Wars saga, and I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means they're done because they're wrapping their parts up, or they're done because they died. They wait, wait, did you say R2D2 and C3PO? They were both, he tweeted out that they were both done. So, again, it could be that he was very general with how it was. Are they done with filming or are they done as characters completely? I I don't know that, um, I I don't know that BB 8 has replaced R2D2 in terms of money. I don't, and just for my nostalgia alone, I don't think BB 8 replaced R2D2 at all because. Yeah, BB-8 was a cool little robot. He moved around. But you remember in, um, I think it was in Force Awakens. I don't actually remember. Yeah, it was Force Awakens. You remember in Force Awakens when R2-D2 wakes back up and you're like, he's back, yes! I was way more excited about R2-D2 than I was about BB-8. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like both seeing C-3PO as well with his red arm was just like, what the hell happened? <laughs> Kalima. <laughs> Sorry. It, you know, it's interesting. I, I, we've grown accustomed to those characters because they're li- they've literally seen so much action. <laughs> I've seen some in, shit, man, in, in the Star Wars history. And they're drone uh, droids, so it makes sense that yeah. they could be forever, right? Five hundred yeah. years, whatever. I've seen this one chick get blown out of a spaceship and then fly back into it, which is some magic. Power. Which I mean, gives even more more lead to why you would want them dead. I don't the, want in, them dead. I no I, no, like, no no no. But, but char- them, yeah. characters in in Star Wars would because maybe those robot those drones have information that can. Well, I mean, well, R two D two already had information one time. Yeah. But okay, so I, I think the, I mean, C three PO I think should be destroyed in the in the movie, mostly because mostly. all the other actors have been able to get a, a, like a final send off. Yeah. And say, hey, like your character's wrapped up, you're done. Um, he he apparently is also getting a, a final wrap up, and to just replace him as a voice actor, I think would have been kind of lame. Yeah, I'm sure they have. I actually, I bet he didn't do all the C3PO stuff for all the video games and whatnot. But um, I think that just from a human, like not corporate, making money off of franchise stuff, I think that it's super cool. 
if they actually give him an out. But R2-D2 is a bunch of beeps. <laughs> Keep <laughs> him is. around, sell more R2-D2 yeah. stuff. And, and also on top of that, I mean, I can I, I don't think anyone would disagree with me if they were like, C-3PO is going to die in the last movie, but he's going to take some motherfuckers with him. I was like, if, if he did that, where he just... C-3PO turned into a murderous killing robot in the last one all of a sudden just to save like I guess Luke or well Luke's gone now. I don't know to save somebody like if C-3PO yeah. has sacrificed himself and killed people to save you like C-3PO is fucking awesome now <laughs> like he's I would yeah, love to because C-3PO has always been like the comic relief yeah just because yeah. of like the quirky things he says can't move like, his arms really yeah he takes everything literally he's Drax that's what he is he's yeah he takes yeah. everything literally he's right. a god to the Ewoks <laughs> So it, it's it'll be interesting because yeah, I mean you don't really need him when you already kind of know uh, Finn or Flynn? Finn. Finn, it's Finn. Finn, okay, the yeah, two one eight seven, I think it was. Yeah, that he's coming back. That since he's like alive, or no, since he's alive and like going to be more relevant. Like he's kind of like that new comic relief because he's the one who was like. Oh man, like really? <laughs> like why do we have to do like he's the one always making the jokes and making be like, "Ha, yeah. I would say the same thing if I was in that situation." All right. So, this is where I get a little a little confused with our, with our next bit of news. So, there is a Netflix show called The Ted Bundy Tapes, which is I think it's like a a few episodes. I started watching it. Yeah, and it's about the, you know, it's about Ted Bundy. Yeah. Okay. There is also what I think is a movie, and I don't know if it's going to be an actual release movie or if it's a Netflix movie. I can't figure it out. Oh, but it's, it's a movie out. called, uh, I have to look it up because it's a really long title. It's a movie called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. And it's also about Ted Bundy, and this is the one that has Zach Efron in it, where Zach Efron is Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I, I couldn't, I've been looking at the news and I just can't figure out. I'm pretty sure Zach Efron's not in the Netflix one. Did you look at IMDb? No, he's not. I did. And Netflix, or it, it doesn't say if it was Netflix produced or not in the IMDb version. It just says well, it's a it, movie. But is there two? Is there a Ted Bundy's show? And then is there, is there in a movie? There's I, When I looked up yeah, the, the really long title, Extremely mm-hmm. Whatever, it brought me to the Ted Bundy tapes, which was really even more confusing because the Ted Bundy tapes don't have Zach Efron listed as cast in there. So there's some there's some weird fishiness going on. The fact that they have one that came out on Netflix and they're making a movie come out at the same time is what's really awkward about it. Well, that's the same thing that happened to the uh, Jungle Book. Yeah. So, but oh yeah, Mowgli and yeah, Mowgli and the Jungle, Jungle Book both were scheduled to come out at the same time. It they ended up pushing back Mowgli and the Netflix ended up getting it because I think the production company kind of went out of business or whatever. Like total, you know. Yeah, this stuff this stuff happens sometimes, but I don't really understand. I mean, I guess this is a real person, so two people could have written two different. Like mm-hmm. one person could have wrote a screenplay. Well, one's like um, one's a recording, like uh, a guy that got tapes. Well, so from um, what I understand, the extremely uh, the extremely vile, shockingly whatever it was, is a biography in the eyes of his girlfriend. So it takes place like everything is supposed to take place from the eyes of his girlfriend, and the one on Netflix is literally just a documentary on everything that he did that yeah. was shitty. So it, it's interesting, but the the talking point that I want to bring up is there's okay. a there's a lot of people that are saying that Ted Bundy is very attractive, 
And it's causing a lot of stir because some people are saying, how can you say a known serial killer is attractive? That's, that's just wrong of you to say. You know, I, I really, really dislike the way that some people are like, oh, um, you know, that, that girl, she's so bitchy. So uh, I'm not attracted to people like that. I'm attracted to people that are like, um, that I can laugh with. Yeah. I'm like, that's fine that you want to date, marry, hang out with somebody that, that's cool and not, you know, not a jerk or not a, not an asshole or not a bitch or whatever. But, um, I mean, at, at least for, for males at the very least, we define things visually mm-hmm. and you look at them and just say, and you are allowing them, you are allowed to say somebody's physically attractive. Yeah. You You're allowed that. to say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and not be attracted to them. You can say that they're physically attractive, but I don't like them. Yeah, but I don't like yeah, them. Yeah. There's plenty of people that I think are attractive, and I don't like them. But yeah. so here was here was why I wanted to bring this up. Though there's been a lot of talk back and forth that they they shouldn't they shouldn't uh, sexualize or over you know gl- um, what's the word I'm looking for um, glamorize. Thank you, glamorize. Yeah, they shouldn't sexualize or glamorize this person because he did vile, evil things. But on the flip side. He was able to do these vile, evil things because he was that charismatic and he was that attractive. That led him get away with a lot of the stuff that he did because of the way he looked. And I feel like that's actually an important part of the story. Okay. Um, just, to, just to bring it to what I think people are concerned about, which is currently we seem to be in the middle of um, really an, an epidemic of people who murder mass numbers of people. Mm -hmm. And most of the time they seem to do it to become a celebrity. They want to believe that after they're dead, everyone will be talking about them. And so there's, there's been this movement to enshrine the heroes and not mention the name and not talk about the person and effectively, if every person who's currently, right, imagine right now in America, there's probably five to 20 people literally stockpiling weapons and planning to slaughter people. There, Yeah, there's right. And, and every time that they see a, a Bundy thing, mm-hmm. um, a thing on Instagram, a thing on the news, that gives them that much more momentum to do it. So I think, uh, you know, there's a, there's this argument between Asia of what's good for society and the West of what's good for individuals or what's true. And the East does not value truth over prosperity for society. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe covering things up or presenting it in the most boring way possible is better for society. I don't know. I don't know if anybody it's, knows. It's hard to tell, but it's with a, with a, I, it's in my opinion with a story like this. You, if we could get as close to portraying how he was, so we can see it, people can then take that and be like, because he was like this, I know to look out for people like this now, or I I, I know what to you know. There's some warning signs I can see if there's this you know attractive man or attractive woman, and they're starting to do these weird things. Like this is. It's a it's a way you can connect it now, but I feel like 
I get what you're trying to say, like you're trying to cause betterment, but now that's alerting people to like everything. Like what like what if somebody just goes, Oh my god, my boyfriend does that. Oh my god, he's extremely attractive. Oh my God, he does this. Well, I mean, the attractiveness is not the one thing, but like, okay, he's attractive, but now he's, he's so nice. He's stockpiling weapons. Why is he doing this? Like, that's, I don't know. It, it's the weird. But the, the the biggest point that I had to make was, and it's very, very just general, not all serial killers were unattractive. That's just a point to be made. Uh, okay. You know, I, I think that it's fair that you shouldn't assume the creepy old man at the end of, end of your block is going to murder your kids. Yes. Uh, you should just assume that everyone's going to murder your yes. kids. <laughs> yeah. No, no, really, that's, that's wrong. Really. It's horrible. Don't think that way. Train your kids not to go with anybody alone. Anybody. Yep. Treat your kids to treat everybody politely and nicely and not like potential monsters. Yep. Um, you know, don't eat food that uh, you haven't been given permission from your parents to eat. Don't trust your parents because they'll apparently send all your all their money to Nigeria. <laughs> 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 click on I it. swear I know there's a prince over here somewhere. <laughs> um, but, you know, be nice to people. Yeah. But but also, trust but verify. Yes. And I think that's what that's what the, the, it boils down to right there. Was it, You can trust but verify. All right. So, to get away from that sad news, or sad topic, I guess, if that's what you want to call it, I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to jump into this. I feel bad for laughing at this. But so there's apparently a new Netflix hero. Have you guys watched the fire, um, the fire fest documentary on Netflix? No, no, no. It is absolutely amazing. You guys should watch it. So it is a documentary on this thing called the fire fest. And it was, it starts out with this guy who has a vision. Ja rule is also part of this. He's one of the founders of it. They had this vision to have all these rich white kids come to this Island and they're going to have all these famous oh, yeah, people yeah, yeah. and all this stuff there. And uh, it bombed. It failed miserably. They poured millions into it. They stiffed a lot of people out of everything. Okay, wait a minute. Bombing is uh, dependent on how you view it. They collected lots of money. Yeah. They didn't pay most of their employees. And they didn't hire any of the talent or parties that, that they said they were going to. So people showed up at an island without without a party mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere with no food and no, well, and then, so that's the, that's the other thing though. It, the way it was advertised was that was the biggest part of it. There was going to be luxury uh, tents and all these things. And well, they had the money. To, they just didn't bother hiring any there was of those people. Five star service and all this stuff. And then, well, no, they ended up blowing all their money. They were, they were trying to, they found an Island that they wanted. They yeah. bought it. They couldn't use that Island. It wasn't good for it. So they went and they, well, to the Bahamas, to another island, and they paid the the Bahamians there to do this, and that you know that cost them yeah. money. And then so they're doing all this stuff, but the whole time they're doing this and they're advertising for it, they're lying about what is actually going on there. Everything was not built. Everything was not up to standard. Yeah. Everything was just awful. And uh, it's just a really good documentary to see how somebody can just get so away. So who's with the that. hero? So the hero, oh, I forgot his name. Hold on, um, I want to look it up, but I can tell you the story about what happened. Um, so, it was one of the managers to manager uh, to manage the entire thing, um, and they were at a point to where uh, Andy King—that's his name—Andy King. 
They're at a point where Evian showed up with their water for the festival, and they were like, you're paying us our money right now. And they were like, we don't have any money. It's literally all gone. We have nothing to pay. And so um, the, the guy that's running the Firefest went to Andy King and was like, look, I know you're gay. Do you think you can just go blow the guy and get our water? It's very important that we get our water here. And the guy was like... What, are you crazy? Like that's fucking that's insane for you to ask. You fast forward five minutes, five more minutes in the documentary. He's like, I was ready to do whatever I had to do. I showed up. I was ready to put a dick in my mouth, and I was ready to do it. And the guy was like, You don't need to do this. We'll just give you the water. Just make sure we get money. But since that point, and where people have seen this documentary, they were like, We need a hero like Andy King who is willing to go the distance for anything. He will do whatever it takes to get it done. And I was. It's really, like I said, it's really sad to like laugh about it, but I don't know. The documentary is really good, though. He's a hero. Um, if it had been a woman who was who's the manager who was asked to do that, um, I don't know. Yeah. It wouldn't have. It would have been. She a would not different. have been yeah. a hero. Yeah, but. There's been so many memes now, and Andy King himself came out and was like, "Well, I'm going to use this fame to make sure that the people that got stiffed in the Bahamas, the the, the local workers there, yeah. he's like, if I'm going to get this famous, I want to make sure that they get paid." So that was his first thing. So that's again another reason of the hero, the hero we don't deserve. He's like, I want to use this fame of uh, uh, <laughs> of the worst moment of my life. Yeah. But he, he's at least uh, he's yeah. you know he said a lot of stuff to Good get for him. These, yeah. But it's just if you guys see any memes, just you you can chuckle at them. They're pretty funny. He he's he's laughed at them too. All right, so the last one for our streaming service, and I'm considerably excited for this, but I'm not sure. Steve Carell is coming back to TV or streaming service, whatever you guys want to call it, mm-hmm. in a new movie or in a new series made by the same people who made The Office. Ooh, and it's about the Space Force. It's about what it would take for current times to create a military branch to go into space with Steve Carell. Oh, there cannot be anything bad about this show. I, like, that, I'm trying to imagine. It, yeah, this already it's, sounds pretty, pretty <laughs> funny. The part I hated most about The Office was Steve Carell. Steve Carell. <laughs> oh, man. So man, if you put Jim and Schrute in the Space Force, I am going to watch it, Jim Carell or not. But without without like good people, I am not watching anything with yeah. Jim Carrell. There, or Steve, Steve Carrell. Carrell. Yeah, there was there was some. Uh, I, I didn't write them down, but there were some other people that were listed that I'm excited to see. But like, it just boils down to Steve Carell returns to his comedy. It returns to comedy in his new role for the Netflix original Space Force, which is a series about people tasked with creating the Space Force, a new branch of the military. And I think the the biggest joke about this was Trump wants to make this a, fifth, a sixth sixth branch, right? No, fifth, fifth branch. I think it's the fifth branch. Yeah, you were the only one of us that was it in was the in the military. military. Yeah, I know that's really bad, huh? But yes, he he actually Trump said he actually wanted to make a space force, and so now they're making a show about making a space force. I think it's gonna be the funny. the only thing that everyone was like, this is the one good thing Trump is doing. <laughs> I I just. Like I love the meme where it's like people like when he says Space Force, I was like, uh, I think Trump was talking to Spacebot too much. <laughs> I like that, that there's a thousand memes that spawned from that of literally just um, oh god, what's the um, it's the really bad B movie, Starship Troopers. Yeah, there's which is coming tons back. Tons of tons of oh my god, 
Yeah, it's gonna be it's with the original cast. Oh, as a TV show. Does that mean MPH is going to be in it too? Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, probably yeah. Because he was the scientist yeah. who was he got a little weird at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm excited. Uh, I hope you guys are excited too, because that's that's be fun to talk about when it when it comes out. Oh yeah. All right. This next category is pretty much going to be most of the rest of the show, but we have a lot to talk about. Games, lots of games. Especially this this month, there was a lot. So let's start off with Resident Evil 2 Remake. A lot of people are talking about it. It looks amazing. And it's doing well. In its first week, it sold 3 million copies. Wow. Which is impressive because Kingdom Hearts 3 also just came out. And it's still selling very well, despite Kingdom Hearts 3 also being out, which was the most anticipated game of the year. Do you think year. that means we're going to get more Resident Evil movies? I don't know if it means we'll get more movies, but Capcom has already said if we get enough pushback for making Resident Evil 3 remake, we will do it, which is one step closer to the Resident Evil 4 remake that everybody wants. (laughs) But no, from what I've seen of the the game, it looks amazing, and I'm excited to sit down. I'm actually going to play it. I'm going to buy it one of these days and play it. One of the things that I kind of want from Resident Evil um, is... <clears throat> Originally, uh, Resident Evil spawned uh, Devil May Cry. That's how uh, Devil May Cry came to be. It was a different story told, uh, like they were trying to do more of a demonic uh, yeah. Resident, uh, Resident Evil. But I, I feel up- like it spawned Parasite Eve as well. Doesn't it feel like it could. Yeah, feels like it's kind of similar. And it came out about the same time. Yeah, and Parasite Eve was a. Great I was a huge Parasite Eve fan, yeah. so I, I was more of a Parasite Eve fan than I was yeah, a Resident Evil fan. And I th- but, but Parasite Eve had the word square in front of it, so I was already... Yeah. <laughs> uh, but with with it, I think that it, it's really interesting because there's always been, like, jokes and rumors that, why can't Dante meet Chris, uh, Chris Redfield, like, and actually, like, you know, the universes and play out, like, like a storyline where they're, like, together... For is there reason. any magic in Resident Evil? I thought it's all the no. 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 Is it's, it? a, it's a T virus that yeah turned them all into zombies. Yeah, and, uh, that that's the thing. That's, is, the, re- that's the reason why. Yeah, yeah like, but that it'd it's, be it yeah. would be funny to see like and how. From what I understand, too, I mean, you play as Leon the entire game, obviously. Uh, and two, yeah. Mm-hmm. But when well, you beat the game, you can get a skin to play as Chris Redfield for the rest of the game, or start over as Chris Redfield. So it's kind of it'd be kind of funny to be like. I don't know. You know, Chris Redfield doesn't belong in that time period because of how it works. But it'd be fun to just play through the entire game as Chris Redfield anyway, so... Yeah? Can't, can't complain there. Uh, but yeah, Resident Evil is killing it right now, and I'm, I'm excited because that means that means there could be more remakes of other games. And we were talking about this earlier. If they're going to remake a game, I want them to remake Gex. I've said this many times before. I think this is the first time you guys have ever said it, but I've said it to a lot of other people gex is awesome because it's just a game where you play as a gecko it's just a platformer just like any other you know regular platformer jump to this do this puzzle get to the end but the entire the entirety of the game 3d or first person shooter? 3d it was it was 3d uh it was kind of like imagine like ratchet and clank almost okay um but the entirety game revolved around him making movie puns and the entire game is all movie puns and like even the level names, all the jokes, there's like, you know, uh, 007 jokes in there. It's just, it's just so good. And it would be awesome to see that type of game remade in our modern society with new movie puns to make. I just, I'm excited. Yeah, I can see 
why it would be uh, a big want from a lot of like the main fans. I'm just excited to see more remakes in general. I mean, we are all waiting long, long awaiting the Final Fantasy VII remake, which supposedly there's supposed to be news coming out very soon about that too, but I've gotten nothing out of it yet. The only news I've gotten about Final Fantasy VII was that there's news coming. So thanks, guys. Um, but speaking of coming very soon, The Last of Us Part Two. Um, the producers said that the game is coming very soon, sooner than everybody thinks. Hmm. And so we were all expecting next year as a release date. So now we're obviously thinking it's going to be this year as a release date. Which means probably not an engine update. Um you know, use the same engine, yeah. put out the rest of the story. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think you need to update the engine if you're playing just as Ellie the entire game. Yeah. Because that, that's what they've said, uh, you know. Um, God, I forgot his name all of a sudden. But the main... Oh, what's his name? Mm-hmm. The guy you played as most of the time in The Last of Us. The first one. I don't remember. I remember his name. But the guy you played as, he's not there in the second game. He was in the trailer for it, I think, but he's not there in the second game. Um, but... I mean, I'm super excited, and if they say uh, really soon, I'm, I'm expecting holiday season, but when I say holiday season, I was, of course, I was thinking, you know, Christmas, but if they're saying sooner than that, then, I don't know, maybe 4th of July or something, it, I, don't I don't know. It could be... Well, I would think it'd be for the holiday season, right? So probably October, November, yeah. somewhere around there. But I'm excited. Um, that's That was good news to get, because I'm a huge... I played through The Last of Us. As soon as it came out, I was already dove into it and ready to go. Um, I put something out of order. Apologies, guys. We got to step back for a second. The Umbrella Academy is another show that was on Netflix. I apologize. I forgot about this one. I put my notes in the wrong order. But the the, the Umbrella Academy is very important because it's another one where I want to see Frankie's face when I say... Have you guys read it? I haven't, no. Oh, it's weird. And that's why I want to see it because, because I know who wrote it. And I know... Well, I know who produced it. One of the two. Um... I have in my notes, could the Umbrella Academy be the next big Netflix hit? It's a superhero story adapted from a graphic novel written by Gerard Way. Which is... My Chemical Romance. Yeah. And you know that guy's weird. He's done a lot of... He's done a lot of cool... You went to title? I'm not not sure word for word what the first title of the first story is, but I think it essentially is the day that the Eiffel Tower goes insane. Interesting. That's the first story of the comic, if if I remember right. And <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm giving spoilers for the show because it's the first comic book, but it, the comic has been out for a really yeah, long time. Yeah, yeah. So the villain is um, Zombie Eiffel. Okay. The engineer who built the Eiffel Tower, who's been alive this whole time and decides to just go amok. And the Eiffel Tower turns out to be a spaceship. <laughs> that's fucking awesome i don't know if it's awesome i don't i don't know i don't know if it's mainstream enough to actually get big i'll watch here's, it because i read it here's but. where i think it could get mainstream okay the cast some of the cast was already right. announced ellen page mary j blige and tom hopper are already slated to to be actors in it so even with ellen page alone i love ellen page and everything she's done so i'm gonna watch it but then to throw in Mary J. Blige, like I, I, w- I wouldn't say I'm a big, big fan of her music, but she is an amazing actress, and I've loved her and the other stuff that she's done. So I'm excited to see how how crazy this this show can get. So 
there's um the day that a wrestler kills um a giant squid monster thing is the day that a hundred babies suddenly are born from women who didn't know they were pregnant just spontaneously are <laughs> just born and this this crazy philanthropist goes off like bill gates or something uh in 1920 um goes off and he tries to find as many of the babies as he can he ends up finding i think like seven babies and then it skips 11 years into the future and that's when the eiffel tower goes insane and then the eiffel tower is like going crazy and people are just getting flung off of it the eiffel tower is just like shifting to like fling people (laughs) off of it and i think ultimately going to start like stepping on people or something and then these kids at 10 years old uh show up and they're on like little uniforms and they're like everyone needs to get out of here and then one of the the little girls she's like hey everyone and her head starts glowing she's like hey everyone the um the museum is giving out its its uh, its paintings for free uh, oh and giving out uh um ice cream to everyone <laughs> And so all the people run to go get free copies of, uh, you know, the famous yeah. paintings and stuff, right? So then there's a, a, a spaceship up in the sky. Not a spaceship, like, like a like a hover jet thing. And there's one of the little kids. And she's like looking and she's like, why can't I be down there? And the dad who like adopted them all, he's like, because there's nothing special about you whatsoever. <laughs> This is going to be a, a I, it's going to be crazy. I'm excited for it. It skips another 15 years in the future. And she's written a book called Being Extraordinary. Not Extraordinary. Being Extraordinary. And she's all like depressed and she's like an alcoholic and stuff. So. <laughs> it's a weird story. Wow. I'm excited. Yeah, all right. sounds crazy. Let's get, <laughs> this is going to be, I can't believe I'm even talking about this, but. Okay, let's get back into games, and let's just jump right off the deep end, since we're already there. I mean, let's yeah. just keep going. Do you think Shaggy should be in Mortal Kombat Hell yeah. 11? I signed that petition. He better have a power to get Scooby. I signed that petition. <laughs> I signed it. Oh, my God. The memes. I gave him $5. <laughs> the, the memes for this. I cannot believe it. And I, I normally... Came out of nowhere. Yeah. I, I am usually one that just shrugs it off, but I would really love to see... Um, Oh, God, I just forgot the name of the company all of a sudden. Who makes Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat, um, the uh, superhero game, same company. I'll look it up. But I I think it would be awesome just for them to uh, to take a meme and, and run with it and just... Oh, Warner Bros. makes it. Okay. Money. Yeah. Just make money off. Well, there you go. But yeah, it's, a, it's what for, the people want. <laughs> for a video game company to like listen to people, like even if it's a joke, to listen to people and do this. The power of memes. I, I think not only would it be a, a great nod to like the companies listening. It's Rocksteady, by the way. Oh, okay. okay. Warner Brothers is the producer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but not only would it be. Well, a, actually, in this case, it might be Avalanche, but. I think it might. I don't remember. Anyways. Um, I think not only would it be a great nod to, but like the company's listening, yeah. Like we can do that, but it would just be cool to see a company do something for the sake of just doing it because people want it. It would sell so many more copies if you put Shaggy. I could, I could promise you, it would sell so many more I'd copies. Buy I'd buy it just, just for Shaggy alone. 
And if they're going to do that, then what else are they going to do? But what does it say about our world? What what does it say about our society now where if you do something bizarre and crazy that doesn't make any sense whatsoever, like you're going to make more money. <laughs> That's the world we live in. Yeah, because memes. <laughs> because the world is just revolved around making silly little You know what you know what this means now? If they do this, that means Mortal Kombat 12 is going to have you gone to knuckles in it. And <laughs> <laughs> We I don't. Could, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even say that seriously. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it though. But to be, I mean, to be honest, like not not joking. I think it would be really awesome if they did it. No, oh, hundred percent. And it wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, they, and they, companies do the wacky stuff like this. All I think time in, now. in ten they had a pretty a uh, couple really weird characters too, like a couple uh, main horror state. Like I think Freddy or Jason was yeah, one they, of them. Yeah, I mean, at this point, fighting games almost always have these like DLC characters that don't really make any sense. Um, Yoda was in um, Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur, yep. yeah. Which is just, yeah. And Darth Vader. And Link, Darth was, Vader al- Link was also in Soul Calibur. He's lame. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like him in that in that game. I love Link, but um, yeah, not not in Soul Calibur. I was pretty good with him. I liked Yoda. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Yoda's Yoda. So. All right. So I like that too. The next, the next big big deal, and this is a very big deal. Um, it's the rumors are starting to fly that. Many many developers are starting to get the kits for PlayStation Five, so that means PlayStation Five is coming soon. Maybe not like this year, but we're gonna get an announcement, I think, pretty soon about. But I I thought about this. I thought this was so crazy. Like I talked with another friend, um, uh, and it's been this long. Like, like it's been so long since the PlayStation Four and the yeah. Xbox One came out. So it's it's uh, like for me, I was like, I feel like just only a couple of years ago they came out, and I was like, no, it's it's like four years. But do you think anybody cares? I I the reason I care yeah, was okay. so not only is there going to be obviously upgraded hardware, but there's going to be stuff I think that's default that like comes what? with it and the first thing that, that i would be most excited about that people are talking about already is that vr will be a default thing that comes with the playstation 5 now you won't have to go out and buy another kit it's just going to come with it no this is this is sony so um i they always want to make you know in in the past like every time that a company has tried to make this hardware default the other companies do better because they offer a cheaper price point and they know that most games will never be VR. Doesn't that, even make yeah. any sense. That's yeah, okay. That's and that's the problem, I, right? I can agree. Because yeah. right, the reason why Xbox uh, fumbled so hard was because it tried to force people to buy a Connect. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and the world wasn't willing to pay an extra hundred bucks for for this stuff that most games don't need. Yep. Um, I think the PlayStation VR is super cool. Whatever. Um, but. I don't think it's ready. Yeah, I don't. I, I, so where I, what I think is going to happen is sometime this year or next year, we will finally get the release date yeah. for the PlayStation 5. I honestly see the PlayStation 5 still being at least another three or four years out. Okay, so, but, I mean, already when you look at modern games, the graphics are so good. And consoles never look much better than PC games. Yep. 
because they can't they're yeah. pc hardware yeah they really are like the ps3 was the first thing that was really like wacky and developers hated it which is why they fumbled there so um and I I, I I just don't know i just don't, how the games won't look any better than the see, pc games do now and i i agree with that um and to a point if you don't have the right tv you're already screwed that's that's an important part. So if you're going 4K, if you don't have a 4K TV, it, it's pointless. It's not going to do anything. Because they already have, and they already yeah. have PSVR. Yeah. So I mean, PS and, Pro. So if you have a 4K TV and you already have a PS Pro, your games better look better on a PS5 than you do now. That's what I wanted to point out. When I, I went to CES several years ago, when 4K first was announced, yeah, and they did a side by side comparison of 1080p to 4K, yeah, and I was like, it can't be that big of a deal. That's not that much. And then there was clearly a difference between. Between the the two, there is clearly a difference, but if you're eight feet back and the and the screen doesn't have text on it, you can't really tell the difference. Yeah. But it also depends on the size of your TV too. If you're eight feet back, but yeah, you have exactly. an, an eighty foot t- or you know, an, most people are getting in smaller and smaller apartments. That's and true. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to see what where they go with this. Well, and, what are you personally going to get that you don't currently have? Well, first I have to get a 4K TV. I don't even have one of those yet. Okay, assume that you, assume that you know it's two hundred and thirty dollars at Fry's right now. Go get a 4, 4K TV today. Two hundred thirty bucks. Uh, that's that's what this is. Two hundred thirty uh-huh. buck TV. Assuming that you get a 4K TV today, mm-hmm. what are you going to get out of your PlayStation Five that you don't have out of a PlayStation Four Pro? Uh, just better graphics, but again, than a PlayStation Four Pro. That okay? Then yeah, no. But that's that's it. all we're working on right now. Though is rumors about what they're what they could be doing. They they can also be doing some really other crazy stuff with their hardware and completely changing everything. That's just rumors that we're going off of right now. I don't know. I mean, when the difference between what a three sixty and an Xbox One, it didn't seem like it was that great. And then when you get the two, there was like there was a drastic difference between the two. Hardware wise, there was a big difference. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I assume the PlayStation 5 is just a response to the Xbox 10, right? Because people just feel like, oh, um, like a new grandma is buying a console today. She goes into GameStop and she says, I want to buy the newest console for my five-year-old. What's she going to get? Xbox 10, right? That's the newest console. It, sure? it would be, yeah, it would be the newest console. Right? So I think these companies are almost forced to release something that the world doesn't even need. And a lot of people said, uh, and I think they were probably wrong, um, but a lot of people said that the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox 10, like these are things that weren't needed. Like the world didn't need them because the games mostly look the same. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Maybe they'll surprise us. I just, I mean, I think for me, being that I like uh, PC better, Purely because it's PC, everything's better on it. It, it and PC I don't have to race. Ignoring price, everything's better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't get a PC equivalent to uh, a PlayStation Four Pro for four hundred bucks. And you know, honestly, you can't. honestly, you can't. I, I think like consoles are having basically at this point. I think they're having to compete with computers because more people are. Just kind of going. Ah, I'd rather just get a save more money and get a uh, you know a PC because then I'd be able to play all more games and 
pretty much all the games. They may come out later, but the only thing you couldn't play... Are they still later? Because, uh, I mean, at this point, I think uh, most of the games, because the consoles are so similar to PCs now... I think like Spider-Man came out on PC at the same time as it came out on yeah. everything else. So I think everything is the same now. <laughs> okay. Uh, the only thing is exclusives. Yeah. Exclusives right? are about what I, I agree. Would and be Sony the has the exclusives. Reason. Microsoft doesn't. Yes, they do. They have a lot of good exclusives too, yeah. especially Spider-Man. I mean, um, I see another one of those. Well, Microsoft actually last E3 not only announced that they were going to bring back um, some of their uh, exclusives or like you know their thing yeah Xbox just said I think they said they added another 25% yeah. of their entire game library is now backwards compatible and then also yeah. they signed on newer uh, last year they signed on like a buttload of uh, new new studios they to bring work fa- them. they bring Fable back I'm buying an Xbox <laughs> the moment yeah. it comes out well Rumor is that Lionheart's coming back. Rumor. We'll see. Oh man, Black versus White. That was the god game where uh you're you could be cruel to your to your followers or or good and you could it was super cool. Um I would like to point out though, um right now in the lifespan, uh, PlayStation 4 has been killing it. Um they they're, they're well they're well on their way if not over already because the last time I checked they're really close to 100 million units sold. That's a hundred million people playing on PlayStation Fours, which, I mean, you, you got to look at the you know just statistics of everything. Or a hundred million of them breaking. Wow. <laughs> How many more PlayStation Fours can they sell now? Since there's a hundred million people that have it. Well, and and that's that's the worry to me. Yeah. That's the worry is that they say, well, nobody needs a PlayStation Five, but if they make one, they'll and they and they put some games only on PlayStation Five then people will buy it even though they don't need it. I think Sony's really smart though. They they've been they've been really smart with the last or PlayStation 4 too. Smart uh, or with, evil cuz <laughs> well, uh, smart in the fact that where if um during during the the release of the console usually within the first year, the game comes out on both. It will usually come out the first on, year. Within the first year. And then it's forced obsolescence yep. even though the game would totally work on the old game, they just say nope, not allowed to. Yeah. So it's at least somewhat of a leeway. Yeah, just, I don't know, console wars and all that, it's always been, really, it's not even like console war, like, it's more like, what exclusives do you like more? What exclusives? A hundred percent. So, I'm sorry, I gotta laugh at this 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 next bit every time I, I even talk about it. So, speaking of PS4s being sold, did you hear about the PS4 that was sold for $10? Retail. What, did somebody misprint? Like, <laughs> No, it has to do with fruit on top of it. So what? let me explain what happened. Someone went into a store. I'm assuming it wasn't in America because we're usually very strict with where we keep our PlayStations in, in retail stores. That's fair. Yeah. Um, they walked into the store. They walked back, grabbed a PlayStation 4 because they, they're not locked up wherever this happened that it wasn't locked up. Walked over to the deli counter. Put a bunch of fruit on the the way the way thing to weigh your fruit, and did a printout of the receipt for what that would cost versus what the the PlayStation cost in, in weight. So he basically bought ten dollars worth of fruit, 
slapped a sticker on the PlayStation 4 and took it to the self-checkout and walked out. So, obviously, they didn't have any... Uh, even, even ignoring that PlayStations are often kept behind yeah. the thing, but on Black Friday and things, they might put out a big stockpile of very expensive things, and they just... You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Black Friday, right? Yep. Um, so, there could have been other times in America, but we do always have anti-theft things, and normally, you'd have to have somebody come unlock it, even if it yeah. was out on the floor. So it, was, it wasn't in America. I don't probably. think it was. Yeah. But just, but and then it turns out I believe the last I heard of the story, the guy was caught because he tried to do it again the next day. <laughs> and uh, I think he serves uh, currently has a four year sentence in prison. That's a brutal country. That's like that's like Singapore or something. <laughs> like spit out a piece of gum and uh, boom, you get caned. Yeah. Uh, I was 16 years old, and I went to a Hastings in New Mexico. And I went to buy a D&D book. Now, D&D books are like 30 bucks, super expensive. Yes, they are. And I took it up and I, uh, I you know, checked it out. And the, and the cashier was like, oh, this is expensive. I was like, yeah, I know. And I was thinking all my lunch money, I was 16 years old. It was $3.95. And uh, I was like, this isn't expensive. This is weird. Why is it so cheap in my head? And uh, I pay for it and I, and I leave. And then when I leave, on the back... There's a sticker that says Dragon 395, which was the magazine. <laughs> but somebody had somebody had went back and took and taken the sticker off of the magazine and put it on the book. Oh. But the front of the book said Dungeons and Dragons. You know, but yeah, then whatever so the it, subtitle it was. Yeah. And so uh yeah, the stuff this you can do this stuff. Uh, I'm I've never done this purple purposely anyways. And I thought it was funny that the cashier thought it was expensive. Because um, three ninety five for a book, they're like, "Fuck!" Who reads, I, I, who I, reads books anymore? You nerd! No, I'd use that like to you know. You know how many D and D books I buy if they cost three dollars? Oh, yeah, good them. lord! I would have the whole collection. I'd have like literally every edition. So I'd be like, uh, "What do you and want to play, man?" It's funny that you bring this up because I think I just told you the story uh, a few weeks ago when I bought a six pound tray of cookies for ninety one cents. I don't know if I did. I, oh, yeah, I, uh, you did mention it. Yeah. So uh, what happened there was it was supposed to be, I think, I think it was $7, $17 for the, the thing. But instead of it being $17 per tray, whoever marked that, that tray yeah. of cookies marked it $0.17 cents a pound instead of <laughs> 17 for a tray. So I ended up getting a six-pound tray of cookies for $0.91. Cents. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not walking back. I'm... <laughs> I'll I'll buy it. I'll pay for it, and then when I walk out and leave and have everything in my car, then I'll go back and be like, "Hey, you know, you marked that wrong." <laughs> I uh, I will say something if I understand what's going on, um, but actually, sometimes people will argue with you. I'm like, "Is that right?" They're like, "Yeah, it's right." <laughs> like, okay, so ninety one cents for a hundred cookies—that's not right. I can promise you, it's not <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I I ordered. Uh, so I, I, order, I order prizes to give at conventions uh-huh. and I ordered a little keychain, a little like Batman keychain, uh, $9.95. I think it was a, one of those pop, like the yep. mystery ones that you have to open the package. Mm-hmm. The blind bag. Yeah. And, um, I don't, I don't know, nine ninety five might have been $7.95, something like that. And I was like, these are kind of expensive. And then I got a whole case, like 36 of them. Off and of Amazon? Like for- on, off of Amazon. And I was like, 
I don't know if this is right or wrong. Like, did I get something like bulk? Like, this is probably what China pays for it. So I was like, did I steal something? Did I not? Like, I, I mean, it's just on the internet. I ordered again and I got one. So yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was definitely there was definitely an error there. Yeah. Um, the last big news we have for games is very, very big news, and I don't know how much you guys know about this, but I've been looking into it since I've seen it. So the Dreams beta is finally coming out soon. Dreams? Dreams. Dreams. And I have in our notes, the Dreams beta is coming soon. What does this mean? What is Dreams? I want to know. Dreams is the best way I can describe it. It is RPG Maker on crack cocaine. Uh, what? Yes. Imagine all the development software and stuff that you would normally have to have to, to do something to make a blockbuster game. That's Dreams. Dreams. For what platform? It's for place. Or it's, I know it's for Sony. I don't know okay. if it's for all consoles, but I know for a fact it's for Sony at least. Okay. Um, but this is this is basically a super advanced RPG maker. They have you can make first person shooters, you can make RPGs, you can make whatever you want to make. You can use whatever world you want to work work with. And the beta is coming out soon, and it's about to tell us when this beta comes out. Was the I think almost ten years of development in this game worth it? Is it is it finally you know? Is it going to be worth it? I hope they have a store. I hope they have a store where people can make 3D models and submit it to the store. I hope people can make games and put it into oh, the yes. store. This will be like an ecosystem inside of the ecosystem. And and this, yeah, this is crazy because um, I want to talk about the fact that RPG Maker spawned a lot of these indie game they companies. Did. They really did, yeah. That a lot of the games we're seeing now were because of 10 years ago, that guy found RPG Maker or like something and was like, I can do this. Like, I can come up with some stories. I can get a team of people together, yeah. some friends and make something. And they did. So hearing about this game and having a much better quality of like you like of item or things to make like just tools at your 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 hands basically mm-hmm. um i'm i that excites me because the we're we're about we're about to see in 10 years from now we're about to see again another i think you literally talked about this one time it, we were talking I have, I have no talking about all kinds of yeah. stuff but we, do it. we talk about a lot of stuff every week. <laughs> yeah. But I do I do think this is great for us. I think that regardless if it's just on uh, Sony. Now, I, I know you guys can't see this, and so I'll, I'll tell you exactly what I did. Just we, go, well, we have links in the well, show this, There's not really a link I wanted to put up. Just go oh, to man. Google, Okay. type in Dreams PS4, Dreams PS4, and just look at the images. And so I was going to show Frankie right, right, right quick and, right. and Rich what it looks like. There's some there's some stuff already that you know people have put out for it because the, the, some people have already had the beta and have, and have used it for yeah. stuff and I don't know it looks it looks both awesome and terrifying because some of the some of the models look very cartoonish but then some don't so it's it's debatable on what what we're actually going to be able to get our hands on I guess I mean um, it sounds super cool I mean I just don't think I would necessarily use it. Uh, I mean, unless it's really intuitive, because I already use Unity 5. Um, I've made some little games in there. I mean, I guess, I, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's have a rich look at it for a second. Yeah, see if I finally agrees. got. But I've always been interested in RPG Maker and stuff like this, and then I, I get this stuff in front of me, and then I don't know what to do. 
I'm like, I'm gonna make a video game, and then I just because, sit there and stare at it. <laughs> you know, it, it is, and I've I've had RPG Maker, uh, and I I messed around a little bit with it, and it's it's tough because RPG Maker. I would say you have that that writer's block. I've had days where I'm like, man, I'm going to create this level. I'm going to do this, 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 and this, this. And then I just get stuck because I don't, you know, writer's block or whatever. So I I think it's just, it takes time too because you obviously, uh, I don't know if any of our listeners play any RPG Maker games, but I'm sure you've seen really good rpg oh, maker yeah. games and then really bad ones the really bad yeah. ones that are just like i'm, I'm glad the, i didn't pay money for this well and you also end up with seeing a lot of clones yeah true like i want to make final fantasy again like i don't need you to make it again i i can buy it I, yeah. don't, I don't need it again but and this is a very viable question i don't really intend this as a joke even though it might come out as much but what are they going to do to stop the rule 34s or the porn makers of this game what are they going to do to stop? If, if you're allowed to put in models that you want and you can go find a naked model of something that's going to be the next porn game i guess you can play if if it's allowed i don't know how they're going to block I it i don't know i'm I mean, sure there's going to be some way but i don't know if it matters even i mean i just wish that we could just yeah we could know, get for, away from for dork side hashtag sex positivity this is uh 2019 let's let's get over it and and you know so many stuff. other countries are okay with it but um I think it's just a different subject that. Well, and here's here's pointing it out because I have actually played several. I'm a pervert. I will be the first to admit it. I have played several adult games. Yeah, and one of my favorite of all time is Honey Pop, and Honey Pop is actually a very popular game, just by on its on its own, mm-hmm. not just because it's an adult game, but because it's just a fun game. Mm-hmm. And the the devs for Honey Pop are making Honey Pop too. Mm-hmm. And people are excited about it because it was a very good game. Mm-hmm. And they've said that they've talked to Steam, and Steam will allow their game to be on the Steam platform because Steam has opened up the gates to let all yeah. these adult games on there. Yeah. However, Steam is saying that they have to censor parts. So then now we're reverting right back to where Steam was before. I just don't understand. They they make you put it in an age. Yes. And you know the big problem is that you know there's people only two lie. political parties in America. And one of them has been taken over by the social conservatives. And I have arguments with, with people and they're like, what do you mean social conservatives were, you know, it's just the right capital R uh, or it's just conservatives. And I'm like, no, don't you understand? Like conservatives did not mean religious conservatives until the last like 18 years. It's been crazy. It's just been crazy. Like before fiscal conservatives dominated the, the party. Yep. Um, and so now, uh, it just, it's ridiculous. You have an age, you're, you're either lying to steam and, and putting a fake age or you're putting a real age and just let people have what they want and pay for what they want. And the the other issue I have with it was everybody applauded steam when they, uh, when they opened the floodgates again to let adult games out. But I feel like steam is now secretly or quietly saying that these games still need to be censored in some way or form which it literally doesn't it means that they've reverted back to the right how they were before and so everybody's applauding this company for being you know the first step forward for i I think you should applaud them for for being better you know so 
opening the floodgate halfway is better than keeping That's, the floodgate closed. Yeah. So applaud them and say, I hope you get the rest of the way. Yes. Um, Honey Pop 2 also, just because we're talking about it, very controversial. So one of us is talking about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, controversial game in the fact that um, it's going to be released on Steam. It's going to be censored on Steam because the developer is being forced to censor it. He will also sell it on other platforms or other services where it won't be censored. And it'll also be one of the first, we're assuming, mainstream games where um, it's going to be a transvestite or a transsexual as one of your targets to sleep with. And a lot of people are excited about that. Okay. It's, and I mean, I'll... Yeah, quality. I feel like Mass Effect maybe did that first, but all right. It's true, yeah. I but I uh, see that's the difference. So Mass Effect has a you know it has, has maybe, a story maybe, built. Maybe not it. first, but I do think uh, at the end, like end of the day, it's a plus towards equality yeah. for all the only genders. the only disagreement I have there was Mass Effect had the ability to sleep with whatever party member you wanted to, yeah. but the story moves on. Well, I just don't know if there was any transvestites in Mass Effect. I, I don't. I don't, I don't remember. Know. But the the other thing though with Honey Pop is it is your job to sleep with as many people as you can. That's the sole okay. purpose of the game. So that's why it's a little different, I think, in in that aspect. I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's a plus for equality or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. um, equality, but sleep with everybody. So I, I don't yeah, know. I guess it's it's equal something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I lied. There was one last little bit that just popped up. I just saw it today. American McGee. Are you familiar with American McGee? Time to dust off my Mad Hatter outfit. Oh, yeah. You remember the Alice games? Oh, yep. they're making another one. American McGee came out actually today because I just saw the news today and said there were they're starting progress or production on the next Alice game. And if you guys have played those, they're creepy as hell. But they're good. They're just yeah, really good. They're weird. And I, yeah. I, I like weird games, so... Who doesn't? Bring it on, American McGee. I'm excited. Um, Anime news. We only have one thing to talk about in anime news today. And, I mean, Rich, you can drop out of the conversation, but I'm sure you know enough about this to talk. Dragon Ball Super Broly, the newest movie in the the Dragon Ball Universe lineup. Still haven't seen it. Me either. They went well over 9,000. And they broke $100 million globally. Which is, I think, one of the... Well, it is the best Dragon Ball movie on, on record for sales. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Everybody I've talked to said that has said it's amazing. I want to go see it. I love Dragon Ball, so... Yeah, I think this is great news for uh, us as anime fans because, you know, maybe this will get other companies to go, oh, there is a profit in making films. Oh, yeah. You know, or making longer, uh, like, doing this. Because... Look at, like, I'm not not to take away from the Dragon Ball Z Broly, just to go off of uh, info, Your Name, uh, A Silent Voice. Oh, yeah. Those uh, bo- any Miyazaki movie? No, man. God bless that man. Yeah. Miyazaki is amazing. <laughs> hey, but um, Miyazaki movies released in American theaters have done poorly. Which I don't understand. I, I do. I, I, I do. I, I don't understand, because when you actually... Maybe they're not marketed well enough. I don't know. No, but when it you go s- literally just like what we're talking about right now is it just wasn't popular. Uh, the people, are, people are stupid. I, I mean, had already seen the movie before it came to American theaters. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's I, just because I think the generation and like we're we're older. I The only movie I think that was different for Miyazaki specifically was Ponyo. Because Ponyo, I think, came out in theaters 
to America before it was actually mm-hmm. released on yeah. any kind of DVD or yeah. anything. And that bombed. And it, it bombed pretty bad. I, yeah. I, I'm not even a big fan of Ponyo I mean, either. So I, I, Japanese Little Mermaid. I feel like it's up to them to convince me that I need to see a cartoon in theaters because mm-hmm. I feel like I can get more enjoyment out of a cartoon with my headphones on, on my computer screen, <laughs> which is, which is funny because we said the same thing to Sony. I dare you to make me want to go watch a cartoon. And then Spider-Verse came out and we were like, and we're not worthy. hundred percent. hundred percent. So, um, I haven't seen Dragon Ball, but I've had a lot of people try to convince me people who aren't huge fans of Dragon Ball, who trying to convince me that I need to go see it. And, Okay. I don't I mean I I know I've I've told you to go see a lot of things and like I've told you to see a, a lot of anime over the time. But No you, you haven't. <laughs> I keep calling you weeb so I think you don't. But, but I I was I was a weeb. I, I just I'm not a weeb anymore. I used to be. I just think if you're cuz you've expressed you don't really care for Dragon Ball. I don't. Like, so you're really like I don't see why you would want to go see it. Like why? For me, I would have no interest in trying to sway you to go see it because the whole time, a you'd be like, oh, that character who I don't care about. It's just like I don't care about any of them. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. That, I, what's the so, point of like? Oh, do you like sappy romance movies and that? Do, have I, to do, do I get to see and... lots of the Android Girl because? <laughs> You, you do a real life version of Dragon Ball and you have lots of that Android Girl. Then I'm I'll probably see it. I, I know he's talking about Android 18, but I'm also thinking and Android 21 as well. I don't know. Because, Maybe all of them. <laughs> well, the the joke with Android 21 was she's only in the video game. She wasn't actually part of the 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 quote she's unquote. Canon. I have seen cosplayers, she's canon, but not canon. I've yeah. seen cosplayers dressed as both of them. Yeah. No, and, I, and I usually like all of them. Yeah. So. But I, yeah, I mean, I just Broly did good um, for. For people who do like Dragon Ball, obviously, with the numbers we just told you, uh, this means you should go see it. Yeah. Because it's doing really good, and it's going to continuously do good. So, And then, I guess, to, to harp on it, because I'll, I'll say it every episode if I have to. If you're not watching My Hero or Black Clover, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah, that too. Go watch it. Yeah, that, that's all I had to say about that. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's so, uh, anime. next up, in our, is, it's a little outside my wheelhouse, so I'm going to let Rich take take the helm on the next part board game corner oh yeah i don't have a name yet give me a name guys comment down below so uh hyperspace i mentioned it a couple weeks ago it came out on kickstarter it was funded in just a few days its goal was fifty thousand dollars so uh the way kickstarter works is once you hit your goal then the company actually will get the money at the end yep they don't get the money right away so you you know you bid and then like 30 days later they actually charge your credit card so uh, they're right now at over two hundred and forty thousand um, dollars. Now, this is a board game that uh, I backed it. Uh, I backed it at the three hundred dollar level. Uh, this is a intense space civilization board game. Um, some of the key things about it that uh, so. Um, so you're saying we need the Space Force. That's what we need. Right we now. need the Space Force. <laughs> Should have added it as a, as a bonus civilization. <laughs> Steve Carell's character um, is actually in. No. I think there's 25 civilizations you can choose. This is a, this Whoa. is a, so this is a space civilization game. Space civilization games are like risk on crack. That's this, generally this how these games like work. <laughs> so, you know, a risk game takes a long time to play, right? And yeah. so a lot of people don't want to play risk because it takes so long. 
Well, then you make it in space. And now you're building up fleets of ships, you're building technologies, you're expanding your empire, you're exploring new planets, and you're probably building fleets to destroy your enemies, or you're using trade to like crush your enemy's money power so that they just can't build fleets to stop you, and then you win by whatever. This sounds like EVE Online, but a board game. Yes, yes. So um, very much, or uh, Master of Orion, okay. any of those old yeah, yeah, yeah. 4X games, kind of like Civilization, but in space. Now, um, Peterson Games, same, same makers of uh, Cthulhu Wars, same makers of Evil High Priest. They've actually made a bunch of other games. Shout out to Peterson Games, too, because he's fucking awesome. Yeah. Just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah. I love Sandy Peterson, too. He argues with me on my YouTube uh, videos, so that's super cool. Um, I'm, I'm wrong, probably, most of the time. <laughs> you can't argue with me. I made the fucking game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, so, uh, this is a super, super cool game. Part of it is he's locked it down so that, um, you just continually play. There's no stop point. Uh, you take one, I think one action each and it goes to the next person and you just keep going. And then you, um, you also should expect to finish it in two to three hours. I mean, that's a huge change because, uh, some of these games, take upwards of 17 24 hours to finish so i'm uh, familiar so i'm super excited (laughs) about this game and the big thing of peterson game stuff is they all are attractive they're all big beautiful miniatures it should be super cool and uh i actually made a a rant video that did pretty well on my youtube uh, channel about games dorkside gaming where i complained that these kickstarters always put extra boxes and then I just have overflowing boxes everywhere. Just like people can kind of see the people who are watching this, they can just see all the board games in the yep. background. Well, the big thing about uh, the $300 level is they're providing a custom box. that's going to contain all the mini boxes. So I'm super right. excited. And we won't have to watch a YouTube video to figure out how to put Gloomhaven away anymore. Right. <laughs> oh no, we're gonna have to watch a video just to see how to put all the stuff back into this box. I'm sure. And yes, every single, week, but this time you'll make it. <laughs> Yeah, except I'll make it. That's correct. Uh, every week when we play Gloomhaven, we have to watch a video to learn how to put the stuff back in the box. I can f- confirm as a bystander, this is true. Yes. It's every every single week. It's ridiculous. All right. Um, the other big thing, uh, Warehouse 13. Either of you watch Warehouse 13 back I in the day? I watched up to the end of the second you season, know, and it's fucking amazing. My my uh, One of my best friends didn't. Uh, told me about it got me to watch the first season and i was just like amazed by it because i was like how did i not know about this when it was like prime time and he goes uh, I, I mean i don't know how you but it, it's really i haven't finished it so no spoilers for me please yeah, no, you know no spoilers so uh the board game's coming out uh, first quarter of 2019 so uh, i don't know the exact release date but it's coming soon it's going to be a cooperative game. You're going to be in um, whatever they call it, investigators or whatever, you know, whatever the, the people are who work for the warehouse. And you're going to be sent out to go recover artifacts. It's cooperative, but you play it in an episodic way through a season. Hmm. And one of you is actually a traitor. Huh. I mean... So, yeah. So it's multiple games, and at some point you can try to vote to see if you th- if you think you know Frankie's the traitor. Um, Frankie's a bad liar. He's always the traitor. <laughs> you think he's the traitor even if he's not the traitor yeah. because he just looks suspicious. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, it sounds cool. We I'm, don't, I'm super excited. We Every, don't know a lot about it, but... I think the what drew me to that more than anything else, and I think it's probably the same with what everybody else liked about it, was how the item that they're looking for, the artifact that that episode, connects to history to somebody that we know. Yeah. And that was my favorite part. Yeah. that's It's always been cool um, to hear about you know legendary warriors or like even like detectives and people that like in the history of time um and learning more that's what i've always liked about uh games that talk about history or even series that talk about Mm -hmm. history because it's like you think you're just watching some show and getting random news but like no that's that's actually happen that's real stuff that's real facts you can take to school if you take whoever. out the magic aspect of the artifact itself the most of the history is correct on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> most of it um next up is so this is a game i don't think i've introduced to you guys it's called legends of andor it's a cooperative game you play either an elf a dwarf a warrior or a wizard and mm. um it's a cooperative game with no betrayal mechanic. And actually, uh, about I think over half of my cooperative games have betrayal, <laughs> yeah. uh, but not this one. Uh, it is very hard. Very hard. It just got released on digital, so you can buy it on, I think, all platforms, Steam, Android, iOS. Uh, highly recommend it. Some of these, uh, a lot of these board games, because you can play it solo, it's very nice. You can just like at lunch, you can just start a game up, you can play through. And because there's no cards or anything like that, I mean, I prefer the cards. Obviously, I like physical yeah. board games, but I do highly recommend to people to give some of these more complex board games because a lot of times I've bought these board games in digital format and then I bought it later to play the like the real version. Uh, and then sometimes when I'm when I don't have time to put out a big game, I just throw it up on the TV and yeah. we just play, right? So um, to that point, um, I don't know if you knew, Legendary is also out on on I think all platforms as well. Legendary, the deck building board game, and I'm kind of a fan <laughs> of that. I like it. I don't know. So um, I've lost every single time I've played Legendary, though. So I I own um, Legendary right there. Yeah. Uh, I think there's legendary distributed throughout the the things because I'm not an organizer. That's not what I do. <laughs> um, and it's fine. You know, this is the. I feel like Leg- legendary is a fine game, and I'm okay with the rule system. And I think it's fun enough. My big problem with legendary is that I feel like it's a lie. I feel like it's just like, hey, um, it's a cash grab. You like this thing. You know, you like uh, Marvel comics? Well, hey, give us some money. We'll give you some cards with Marvel characters printed on it. Oh, hey, and it's also a game. Yeah. Oh, wait, you like Aliens vs. Predator? Okay, buy this legendary Aliens vs. Predator board, you know, board game. And the thing is, is that if I got to play Spider-Man, I'd be happy losing to Doctor Doom. Yeah. But no, I'm losing to Doctor Doom. And I've got a hand, and in my hand is Nightcrawler, Spider-Man, Wolverine, <laughs> and and the Wasp. And I'm like, am I the team? No, because you also have the same cards. Yeah. And then Frankie, he stole that Wolverine card I really wanted. And it's like... Frankie, you son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I needed this for my I mean, combo. The true story would have been if I would have stole the Iron Fist card. It would have been <laughs> That's true. Like you don't even need. Like it doesn't even work for your combo. Why are you getting Iron Fist? Because I like him. Yeah. Like, 
you were losing. You, <laughs> that literally be probably. I don't care. I still like him. That's how you lose. I don't know. I just wish. I like games where I get to play a person, a team. I'd be okay having this team of heroes if you have a different I mean, team. This is why we're getting yes, yes, the uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. So yes. we can play yeah. the game, pick the character we want it, and play. Because it's it's simple. It's just yeah. the format. So excited. I, I'd bet so $100 that Colossus is going to be on there again. He's always on them. Yeah, if, you're right. Funny, oddly enough, he's always just been kind of one of the earlier characters yeah. you get, which is... And Colossus is what my favorite I mean, X-Men. okay, no, he was an Avenger at one point. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah. So I I, I've, I've had a few arguments. Well, it's Marvel Ultimate that. Alliance, not Marvel Avengers. Well, no, I was saying like uh, I mean like for saying like him being in uh, in the games like I, not many people knew him, but then I was like, wait again, he he didn't, wasn't just an X Men. He eventually was on more television and seen around by like uh, the universe. So Colossus was more sense why people would know him. Always my favorite. I know he's not the most powerful mutant. He's not you know, but my reason for liking him was a lot different. He was one of the very very few mutants of all time that could turn his off. What's his full name? Peter, oh, I forgot his last name. I know it's Peter, P-I-O-T-R. Rasputin. Rasputin. Yeah, it's spelled really weird. Who's his little sister? Uh, isn't it Kitty? No, it's not. No? No, that's no. his girlfriend. That's, that's his girlfriend. gross. <laughs> that's his girlfriend. I forgot, I forgot. That's I'm a sorry. different Pornhub search. <laughs> uh, I don't remember his, uh, his... Elania Rasputin. What kind of Colossus fan are you, James? I just said he was my favorite mutant. That's all I said. He's, I guess I guess you'd be like, he's my favorite mutant. I actually don't really like mutants that much, but <laughs> yeah. of them all, he was my favorite. But I, like my reasoning for liking him is he's the one of the only ones who could physically turn his power on and off. Just on and off. You could you could physically like if he could if he was walking can't down the street. Shink, can't Storm shink. just not use her power? Yeah. Yeah, she can, but I'm saying a physical change, a, a, like an, as a thing you can see. Oh, as opposed to Beast and Nightcrawler. Yeah. Okay. And uh, like, if he doesn't, like, like you, he can. If you didn't know him, like as yeah. Colossus, he could walk down the street as Peter. You would never know. That's what I mean. Okay. Um, and he's just really strong. Too, I, so. I love Colossus. Yeah. Um, you know, I originally I thought I liked uh, Cyclops, but it, you know, in video games. Yeah. You know. He's always just um, a little baby about everything. I never liked Cyclops. Well, I know, I know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't always like that in the comics. It's just they always kind of like, in movies and stuff, they always kind of like, have to yeah. concentrate the drama. There's a love interest here. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I love Jean Grey. Why did she die? <laughs> the, you uh, know, the thing is, you can say anything you want about Cyclops and how whiny he is, but who gets to sleep with Jean Grey most of the time? Yeah, that's true. But who gets most to sleep with Mystique most of the time? I'd pick that one. Well, Mystique can be any, anybody. Exactly my so, point. Yeah, I, would... <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have uh, Scarlett Johansson tonight. Do that for me real quick. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, the last thing I want to throw into the board games thing. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. You. We don't put up updates about this, and I don't know if it's something we will do. Secret. But I don't know what yours is. Betrayal. Legacy is a game that we are currently playing. Yeah. And I wanted to do a quick three-game review. Because we're three Betrayal games in. Betrayal at House on the Hill. Yeah. Legacy, Legacy version. Yeah. Uh, we're three three games in, I think. Three, we played two. <laughs> three games in, yeah. We played, we played two in one day and then one day. We did. And yeah. I am loving the game. Despite the fact I've died every single time, I still love the game. I have never played another game where I got to eat <laughs> one of the other players. 
and and that was the only way I won. Yeah, he had the last game. Uh, he ate Danny. <laughs> Danny's corpse was there with he a ate, spoon, <laughs> and he ate her body. Well, and, I ate her her bone marrow yeah. actually. Oh, that's what it fair. was, bone marrow. Yeah, uh, and used that to power up enough to kill the bad guy we were trying to fight. Yeah, it's really interesting. So either she took one for the team, a real hard one. <laughs> Or I'm a, I'm actually the villain because I I was the, the villain in the second one so and we we don't we don't want to give too much spoilers but. well I, I okay so this is a major spoiler alert yeah. if you are playing Betrayal Legacy please stop listening right now because this is this is important but the item that we just unlocked in the last game I am super excited to see how it plays into the rest of the game because it was very particular on how you even touch the item. It was like, you must pick this oh. item up with both hands. You must yeah. not touch it during the game. You must not let other things touch it during the game. Only touch it when it tells you to touch it. And I was like, this is freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to Yeah, it, you're supposed to treat it like it's a holy relic. And if I, you don't, you'll be Wait, is this the game that you guys play every Sunday? Not every Sunday, every Wednesday. Or every uh, Monday. Every Sorry. Monday now. Every Monday. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, and then on top of that, they've also added in... Oh, well, you like the last one because... when it was like okay now flip to the back of the rule book and i was looking at the rule book it's like no on the very very back there's a clock mark this off didn't, yeah i was like i didn't even notice that there's so many things printed on all the cards and all the rule books and everything that it's just so hard to know what is meaningful yeah. until suddenly it tells you hey look here and you're like wait i've never seen that before this plays into it what i thought it was just a picture on the back i do think it's very important that if you get a group for this game obviously you want it to have the same yes. people 13 games yes number two you have to you know you have to go into it having everybody saying hey i'm not going to personify with my character i'm i'm controlling this character and that character let's see how dramatic of an ending that yes. character can have because if you're going to get upset that your character gets eaten don't play this game yeah i've like i said i've died every single time but i've died at least in the last game, I died saving somebody, or I I, I took something yeah. out, or I don't remember what it was, but and it doesn't always feel fair. <laughs> it really does not feel fair. Yeah, it, it was kind of aggravating at points, but, but it's still but fun. You, you know what though? And at the same time, like it felt so unfair, and it was like this this almost sucks, like how unfair it seems, and yet it at the very end we were down to exactly one role. Yep, determining success or failure like at the end it was like like each time of each person it was like whoever rolls well is going to win yep and so um it wasn't just one person dominating everybody one, else completely one side we were all on the yep. verge of death and i really like the the traitor aspect of that game it, and the the reason i like that traitor aspect is unlike some other games you know what the traitor has to do once they become the traitor and this one depending on what you've done sets the story up and you don't know what the traitor has to do to end, to end the game you only know what you have to do like i know this is my goal we have to kill all these skeletons that's it but you don't know that the traitor has to kill you eat the skeletons walk out the house bury something you know he's yeah. got all these things he's got to do and you don't know what he has to do and that's what makes it fun you're like okay i think i know what we got to do here and then he does something completely crazy and you're like well i didn't expect that all right yeah it's it's been great i love it and i can't wait to see what this this item does it's yeah it, it made it seem like it was very important so i i'm excited uh i i normally don't try to win too much and in this game i'm i'm still not trying to win 
I'm just trying wanna, to play. I don't want to see what happens. I don't want to win necessarily. I just want to beat Steve. Well, we I always want to beat Steve. Steve. <laughs> um, okay, last thing we got before right. we go, guys. Yeah. Um, we always do a would you wait, rather. Wait, wait, wait. Last thing in Board Game Corner. Oh. Name to be determined. Um, so I want to announce conventions as they're coming up okay, so people okay. know to be ready for them. Some of them we might be at. People can meet them, meet us there. Uh, we go to a lot of conventions. Um, unfortunately, I was, I was going to say like, hey, uh, so MeepleCon which was our big board game convention yep. that we had for the past few years. Um, they merged with the Dice Tower people. Oh, so okay. Dice Tower is a pretty big YouTube gaming channel. Uh, they're based out of Miami. I've played with them. Super cool guys. They don't know who I am, but I know who they are. So, <laughs> um, and uh, they do a convention out on the East Coast called Dice Tower. And now they're doing Dice Tower West. So MeepleCon is merged. And I was going to tell everybody, like, hey, like, you know, come play games with me or whatever. But they're sold out. And actually, it's already a month and a half out. How, the, how are we just hearing about this and it's sold out already? Holy um, shit. I guess when they merged with Dice Tower, Dice Tower promoted it and a lot wow. of people are coming out. What I don't understand is when a convention is sold out two, almost two months out buy another room yeah yeah right i mean that's how you run a convention sell it out like get yeah. some more space <laughs> well, like if you have this much time to prep like as somebody who works for a con um uh, if you have the extra money it's totally possible to be like oh well dang let's just also speaking of cons i forgot i wanted to add a correction in to one of our podcasts we oh, had okay. earlier so we were super excited about E3 and the prospect that we could could not be going yet. We're still deciding, um, but we know Sony's not going to be at E3. Yeah, we were under the assumption that Sony's not going to E3 because they're doing PlayStation Experience. Guess what else is not happening this year? The PlayStation Experience. So, so I have no idea what Sony's doing this year. So you know who doesn't need um, to do a convention. Sony. Sony. <laughs> They'll still sell their games. I know. But it's it's nice to have the family there, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but the problem is is that Sony has lost so much money. They were losing over a billion dollars a year mm-hmm. for years and years. They they I'm pretty sure they got help from the Japanese government. So um they had one part of their company making money, and that was PlayStation. Yeah. And when they look and they say, you know what? We don't sell more by doing these conventions. I don't think they do. I, I really I, don't. I don't know. Because the internet's so big, you don't need to do those conventions yeah. anymore. I mean, look at, yeah, basically look at Nintendo with the Nintendo Directs. That instantly gets people more interested in whatever games could come to light now, if, for them. If we switched E3 to let's just bring the publishers out and do that, like I'd be all be? about that. Yeah. Because I mean, we you know Bethesda, Bioware, yeah. all that. If we had all those companies there, I'd be more than excited to, to attend and just take out Sony and Micro. That, oh, I don't care. Just show me your game. I don't care. But what Sony is a on. publisher. Yeah, it, you're, you're right. So Sony that's is the a problem. Well, and Microsoft is technically a publisher too. Yeah. Yeah. So so it gets it gets confusing. Uh, okay. So last thing. Oh, were you done with Dice Tower West? I am now done. (laughs) I forgot. Let's give them that. So we asked you guys last week, would you want to see the next Marvel Cinematic Universe's major villain be Galactus or Doctor Doom? I'm not surprised. And I've said it many, many times. And the internet agrees. 
it's supposed to be Doctor Doom. Yes. <laughs> yep. I people are correct. I might be a little surprised, but not so much because they've tried Galactus already, and Galactus just didn't work. I think, uh, you know, in the comics, Galactus is normally not a multi-comic villain. Yeah. He's not something like, oh my god, now the X-Men are worried about Galactus. Oh my god, now Captain America's worried about Galactus. He can't because he does. he's not a villain. He's not really a villain. He's like a lion. He's just hungry. Yeah. Galactus is just Galactus. He's just hangry. Doctor Doom is a dickhead. He's not actually even hangry. <laughs> he's just hungry. Yeah, hey, Doctor uh, Doom, they were like, Yo, like the you know, like the world was like, yo, if we give you like your own island, will you like shut the fuck up and leave us alone? <laughs> oh, you w- okay? I, cool. It, can I buy, build stuff on my island? <laughs> that, that that island, it's yours. Do whatever you want with it. Create an army. I don't care. Just oh, you, you yeah. know what he did with that island? He had the fire festival. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what's funny is like, uh, wow, what's the? I'm like really blanking on the, um. What's the name of the group, the the thing? The Fantastic Four, where all the like all the leaders of the world come together <laughs> to talk. The what did you do to me, Frankie? <laughs> <laughs> and now Rich is gone. <laughs> the Justice League. No, the God, League why of. Am I blanking? The, the, the UN. The UN. The United Nations. Is that just it? Where all the nations come together? Yeah, yeah. But you're talking about oh. superhero nations, not. No, There's because no superhero nations. Because in Marvel, the UN Latveria, yeah, the, the Latveria, Wakanda. Since he, since he, uh, since he's the leader of Latveria, he he he's yeah. able to attend. They're yeah. like, by law, we we've set this in notion. He's has yeah. to show up to well, these meetings. Well, wait, wait, no, pres- uh, leaders don't show up. Normally, it's diplomats. Di- or, leaders yeah, can give speeches to the UN. Right. Well, he's the but diplomat. isn't that also if you're part of the UN too? You have to be part of the United Nations. So was Latveria part yeah. of the United oh, why, Nations? I mean, yeah. why I mean, He's the representative. Of course, R- he's Russia the representative. <laughs> but I just, you know, like, Doctor Doom has always been that character. Especially, like, you know, after they gave him his own island, he was like, uh, that's cool, I'm going to use this island to take over the world. <laughs> and you're like... Wait, they gave him an island? Yeah. Yeah, I'm... Pr- I, I, that, at least in the story... I, not Are you sure you're not talking about Magneto? Oh, not not Magneto. Um, then it isn't Latveria because he has his Latveria own. is like next to Romania. It's all the gypsy people. His mom was a gypsy. That's why it's all like weird. I, th- I thought he like he owned it. Like yeah, he owns Latveria. Yeah, but that's it's a, not an island. It's a Rocky Mountain nation, okay. like it's Romania. Just a, it's just a country. It's not an island. Everything you said applies, except it's not an island. Yeah. Oh, and they didn't so. give it to him. Well, then maybe He's, like maybe I'm getting my information from like that's, a series where it was. Oh, maybe yeah. you know maybe like, you know how Marvel you, does that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, Doctor Doom could be could be a really interesting overarching villain because it would be for it. it would be the perfect way for Fantastic Four to come back after two failed movies. For Fantastic Four to come back with Doctor Doom being the overarching villain, yeah, like it would be like be the awesome. Avengers see like Doctor Doom and these people, like four people, just show up out of a portal. Okay, we're going to explain to you how we're going to stop this guy. <laughs> this is and how then they're just like, and then I could just see I, Iron Man, like Tony Stark, just being like, first off, who the hell are you? <laughs> who are you? And why did how did you get access into? The, I have like four, you know, be like, yeah, I wrote, uh, went through your file on blah blah blah. I shut off Jarvis and everything, and then or, or I shut off Friday and all that, and be like, you what? I yeah, forgot. Yeah, it's fun. Friday now. I keep forgetting yeah, Friday. It's not, it's not Jarvis because Jarvis, Jarvis is Jarvis, yeah. 
All right, so because of the would you rather, we have another one for you guys. We always have one. We have to have one every week. It's something we like to do. Uh, With the release of Kingdom Hearts 3 out, we were curious if Kingdom Hearts 4 or even another spinoff of Kingdom Hearts were to come out. Just just take it with the grain. We don't don't vote yet. We vote next week, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people aren't influenced? Yeah. So if they were to put another one of their uh, their licensed worlds into the Kingdom Hearts universe, which would you rather see? Would you rather see the Star Wars universe or the Marvel universe in Kingdom Hearts? DuckTales. Now, <laughs> technically, there is a stretch you could make, but we're saying all of Marvel. Big Hero 6 is in Kingdom Hearts, and Stan Lee was in Big Hero 6. So you could stretch it and say Marvel's already in there. No, we're talking about no, Marvel itself. Real characters. Yes. Like real big dominant yeah. characters. Would you yeah. like to see Star Wars or would you like to see Marvel in Kingdom Hearts? If we could have a third yeah. option, it'd be like, would you like to see Donald Duck with a gun? Because <laughs> I do. Well, I'm about to hook you up. <laughs> and I, I guess with that, with that, guys, we're we're done with the, the show today. Make sure you go vote on that pod or the wow on that uh, on that poll. And if you like what we do, give us some money over at the Patreon wow. dork site. I, that's what they do. They give us money. And we give them pictures. And, and, and only some of the money will be spent on alcohol, unlike that guy in the street. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Go check out uh, Patreon at Dorkside Cookie. And I guess we'll see you guys next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Yeah, we'll, we'll work on the outro. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye.